Hey, what is going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of the Searchcast, Season 3, Episode 15, presented by Primax Hockey and DraftKings. And we are part of the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Zach Martin. I'm Bailey Curtis. I'm Kat Hunter. And with us today, we are very, very excited to have our guest with us today. If you're on the YouTube version, you see him down here in the bottom right corner. If you're on the audio side only of things, um, we are just... It's good. It's a good start to our first non-Hurricanes crossover of the season. We got Chris Sinclair from Some Sends. We're talking Some Sends. We're very, very excited for this crossover. Going into our opening night game, which is this Wednesday against the Ottawa Senators. Chris, how are you doing uh, today, man? Doing really well. Thanks, everyone, for having me on. Super stoked to talk about uh, the, uh, the 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 regular season finally upon us and and uh, see what uh, see what Wednesday will bring us. Super excited. So thanks for having me. I don't yeah, know no, if it's course. just me. Um, I know last off season felt really long. This one dragged yeah. so yeah. long. Like it, it really, it's felt it really like did. years. It's been 84 years. Which is coming. Which is not to, which is like, not to, it's not a brag or anything, but like, I feel like when you have hockey later into the year, like you're like, oh, it's a quick little turnover. But it's also like a little, if you don't, you know, take the whole thing, it just feels even more disappointing. Like those, that little turnover is like, oh, it's even longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're not celebrating in that time off. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. And and for us up here in uh, uh, Sensland, with ownership changes and, um, you know, now finally spending to the cap and making trades and making Mm -hmm. all these signings, we just so badly want to have the team, uh, actually be able to see the team, um, have everything ironed out. So it felt like an even longer off season for us. I was going to say, speaking of those ownership changes, how do you guys as fans of the team kind of feel about that? Uh, it's so. <laughs> it's, I, I, I see you guys updated through the whole press conference of your new owners. So I know it's yeah. been very interesting for you guys. It's so what I'd say is we definitely ended up with the right person. Everything that you hear, uh, the way that he ran uh, Hamilton, uh, the Hamilton Bulldogs, um, he, he's he's great. He cares about the team. He cares about the players. He cares about the families of the players. When you listen to him in the um, in his any of his press conferences, he so quickly will remember your name. And every time you then ask a subsequent question, he'll say, hey, you know, hey, Bailey or hey, cat, whatever. And it's like, so for, for that right off the bat, such a good first impression. That personable. That's awesome. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's good and he's, he's confident. He, he, you know, he, it's just a really good vibe, really positive vibes. Um, obviously early on in the process, there was the likelihood of Ryan Reynolds, which is still something <laughs> that every time I see him, whatever he's doing, I'm like, Oh, we missed it by that much. You know? um, <laughs> is that something you guys so- were looking forward to? That would have been so fun. <laughs> yeah. So especially because then, so I would say it, it wasn't until after it was announced that he was one of the people that was interested in, in uh, owning the team that people really started watching the Wrexham welcome to Wrexham series. And they were like, Oh man, imagine he like, Ottawa, as much as it's the capital of Canada, is actually kind of like it's not really a big city. It's like a small, it's a big, small city, if that makes sense. So we kind of saw a lot of ourselves in how uh, Wrexham was represented and 
and you know the, to be able to put them on the map the way that he did and all that sort of stuff it definitely people really vibe with it and he's canadian plus he spent some time in the city as well so you know as he was growing up so to have that kind of connection was really important but at the end of the day ann lauer michael ann lauer was definitely the ultimately the right choice he also brought in a number of local uh, partners as well, uh, both on the uh, real estate side as well as the the business side. So it's just like it's it really ultimately feels like the right fit. Um, but yes, there's still a, a small part of you my. You had a TV show made about you guys, man. <laughs> no, I know, and it's still taking me time to get over it. It's still that's the season. He's and, nursing uh, a wound. Can't leave him alone. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah well, welcome to Ottawa. But even the, but the yeah. good thing too is though he also got the Bel- he also got the Belleville Senators as well. Yeah. So now you guys have your AHL team locked up for a long time as well, just like how Chicago did it with Rockford. So that's kind of a good thing for you guys then too. It was like all right, both teams are going to be taken care of under one person. So I know that's your minor league team is cool. called the Senators too. Yeah, the Belleville Senators. It makes it nice and easy. So there, there's a lot of teams in the AHL that just You're basically just, copy and paste. Some guys and like, that- you see some guys going around be like, I play for the Senators, and if someone doesn't ask which one, they can get away with it. Be like, yeah. You don't need to yeah. clarify any further than that. No. <laughs> no. I mean, okay, I, 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 play, I, I play for the Bruins. Which one, Providence or Boston? Ah, you know. Ah, it doesn't matter. Ah, you know. It's the same yeah, yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. Same, yeah. same thing for the Penguins. Which same one is difference. It? Come yeah. on. Hey, yeah. Tato, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's very exciting for you guys. And I – I know what was it last during last season they they released renderings of a possible downtown arena. Like how's that whole process going for you guys too? Because I know that's been a especially where Canadian tires at in the middle of like nowhere and traffic is what it's just it's crazy to get out there. Like how's that whole process going from from your recollection of just how all that is right now? Yeah, it's it's definitely it's been uh, quite the process so far. So obviously they um i think back in 2016 when melnick was still around they uh they had released uh, initial renderings which were they looked beautiful yeah and um and so the plan at that point was to get the um the new arena set up at lebreton what's called lebreton flats which is probably i don't know like a you, I, you could probably walk there if you're downtown Ottawa, which was enough of, it's like a 20, 25 minute walk from downtown Ottawa. That's um, not bad at all. So not bad, not great, but not bad. Well, yeah. Helped to bring um, obviously a, a lot of um, traffic downtown and, and re reinvigorate the downtown core, which is ultimately the goal for it. Um, but then that kind of long story short, there were some lawsuits involved in that one. So we don't have to go down that route. Uh, Melnick wasn't too pleased about that. Um, and so now fast forward to Ann Lauer and most recently our mayor, uh, Mark Sutcliffe was on our local TSN 1200, uh, mm-hmm. radio station. And he was talking about the fact that there are a few different sites. So there's a couple of different ideas that they're, they're kind of, uh, looking at or, or, and this is kind of, um, few years down the line when uh, Michael Anlauer was talking in his press conference, he was asked about this and he mentioned that we're probably looking at not anything within the next five years or so, just because bureaucracy runs as slowly as, as mud sometimes. So, yeah. Um, right. <laughs> yeah so, um, but Mark Sutcliffe, the mayor, again, he had mentioned LeBreton flats as an opportunity, but also post COVID a lot of downtown Ottawa is actually uh, federal buildings and mm-hmm. the federal government is looking at kind of reevaluating how they 
you know, how often or how much of their workforce they actually need to have in an office rather than working from home. Okay. So if they're working from home and if they're able to get, whether it's moving people to a different building or whatever, there are some sites downtown that are federal, that are federal buildings that they could ultimately tear down and build an arena. The okay. difference between the two would be Le Breton Flats or something qu- equivalent to that. You'd also have the um, more land, whereas right. opposed to downtown Ottawa, I mean, it's downtown. There's also other buildings. So it would literally be your building, the building, the arena. Yeah. And then you'd rely on what we call the Byward Market, which is our like downtown I would say nightlife, if that's what you can call Ottawa, that sort of <laughs> right. thing. Right, yeah. In air, in air quotes. Um, yeah. That's kind of where, we, you know, you'd rely on the Byward Market and, you know, sort of some of the other restaurants and, and, and bars and pubs and, and whatnot to kind of offset the fact that there's nothing on the land with the arena. So that's kind of the debate that we're at right now. I think most people would prefer... The convenience of it being right downtown, but they'd also like, you know, the the to create an, an entire event space, which right. would involve a place like Le Breton. Yeah, right. Yeah, because you look at like say nationwide out in Columbus, they got the R bar and they got a whole bunch of places yeah. right by the arena. And what Carolina's gonna do eventually soon is have all the restaurants and houses and all that near PNC. So yeah, that like you said, it makes sense if you want to make it a whole space where it's not just the arena and and a bunch of things around it if it's more restaurants bars whatever yeah that could be probably the best thing outside of yeah i'm the I'm, pro the re- <laughs> I'm pro the arena and then doing putting stuff around it because honestly anytime you try to throw something in a downtown if it doesn't already have the spit like i i couldn't imagine pnc being anywhere downtown for us so no, it's no. close enough for me it's close enough. <laughs> yeah and, and we actually have experience so there's another uh area of t- uh town uh where the the canadian football league um team the red uh, blacks yeah yeah the ottawa red blacks play it's called lansdowne and it was literally like a parking lot and they made it into this entire like you can literally say oh i'm going to or the um the OHL Ottawa 67s, you can go, you can say, I'm going to a game today and you can spend an entire day shopping, uh, going to a bar and then you go to the game. And then after the game, you're going to a bar, whatever the case may be. So you end up spending so much of your day there rather than just going for the one event. And that was one of the things that they were really focused on there. And I think ultimately, I think that's probably what we're, what we'll end up experiencing kind of like a, uh, lands down, I guess now 3.0 because there's another lands down thing, but yeah, it's kind right, of yeah. what they've done with lands down. Yeah, the, the goal for me is to get up there sometime for a 67s game because I that that's my CHL team, so I'm definitely need to get up there for a 67s game, but yeah, from what yeah. I've seen, that that is a great area to go to for sure. Yeah, yeah. um, so this offseason for you guys has been very uh, very interesting because I know. Our teams at one point were bidding over Vladimir Tarasenko. Yeah. And, Tarasenko. Uh, Let's say it right. Say it right. <laughs> I was waiting right. for it. Uh, yeah, I was waiting for it too. But like, w- like, what were your guys' thoughts when you saw that bidding war officially start? Look like it might have been Carolina, but then ultimately does end up with him coming to you guys over there in Ottawa. Like, how was that whole experience like through the Tarasenko saga? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, you know, we've spent so many years here in Ottawa expecting that no one would want to sign here um, because <laughs> of ownership, but be, also because like we were never up until recently, we, we, we haven't been a cap team in the last, at least the last 
you know, arguably the last like eight, nine years or something like that. Right. So right. we never expected, you know, it started last off or last off season and then it continued into this off season. And so I think, first of all, we were surprised that we would be even on his list of potential destinations, especially when he's, he's just coming out of New York and yeah, right. you, you want to play for what? Like that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Right. So um, I think, it's a double-edged sword for us right now. And I think you're starting to see that um, yeah. because we, he's a great signing, but it meant that we're investing five mil into a player that we didn't take care of all of our own players specifically. And we'll get into it, I'm sure. But with Shane, oh, yeah. Pinto, uh, Shane Pinto still needs to be signed and he's our third line center. And he, he arguably is a middle six center and he played yeah. up on the lineup. He was really, really important last season when Josh Norris got injured and so we didn't first take care of him and get him signed and then use whatever's remaining to either go into the year in case an injury happens or sign a player maybe of, you know, if we want to say Tarasenko is like a uh, top tier um, player, maybe we go to the B level players, right? Kind of not necessarily bargain bin, but a little less out of that price range. So I think right. that's that's where we're all now sitting here saying like, well, we could have just signed Pinto and we wouldn't have to worry about who we're going to play at center, which is a very valuable position. Right. For Cause I know, uh, cause I was listening to the um, San Diego podcast this week and they were talking, they were talking about the centers a lot. Yeah. And I think it was one of your, I think it was like one of the guys you guys put on waivers that Anaheim picked up and it's yeah. like, oh, that, yeah. Yeah. Leslie Thompson. I was like, man, cause from what everything I've seen, like he's supposed to be really good and losing him kind of, out of off waivers for basically nothing like that's like i think you lost like what two or three guys essentially through through waivers so we ended up only losing lassie thompson and and okay, re- right. the, the reality was that lassie he had i actually thought he went so every game i've been able to watch i've put out my own kind of three stars uh, the people that right. i've or the players that i've kind of noticed yeah i've been enjoying those those are actually really cool that's Thank very you. different but that's awesome yeah thank you i appreciate that i'm uh, making it up as i go um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah. i guess they're somewhere right <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah it's only uphill from here um but yeah so, uh, there were a few games where i noticed thompson for the right reasons and i thought he was doing really well but ultimately he's been a prospect of ours i think since 2018 if i'm not mistaken uh, and he's yeah, still not he still hasn't progressed enough to be that dynamic um, defenseman that we were expecting when we drafted. So ultimately it sucks that we lost him, but he, he, he's also caught behind a lot. Like we have our best defensive core right now that we've likely ever had. And so he was going to, he had, to we understand that. We understand it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So um, yeah, we just, he was caught, it was a numbers game partly as well, but we did end up having to put a couple of other players on waivers that mm-hmm. there was a potential with Igor Sokolov and there was yeah. another one as well. Oh, uh, Jacob Bernard Docker, who were a yeah. couple of other players that the fans were like, we, we don't want to lose these players as well. Uh, cause yeah. we signed them to contracts, but, uh, we fortunately enough, they, they passed through, through waivers, but just, right, just yeah. Yeah. So you've got yeah. you've got some other notable names that people will recognize, but from like around the league, you've got Chikrin now yeah. on your defensive four, and you've also got not on defense, but you've got Claude Drew as well. You guys are just slowly like picking pieces around the league, and I don't think a lot of people are quite taking note of it as they should. Like, how did those how did those additions kind of help you guys out this year? 
Well, I think um, so. Those are a couple of really, obviously, really important names for us, but not just important names, but they're actually local products, right? So Claude Giroux is actually he like he lived here in in the off seasons, even when he was playing in in Philly, and and when he was playing in uh, for the however long few months he was in in Florida, he actually <laughs> lived, lives here uh, in the off season and he trains here in the off season. So having him back, that was that was the big move when we saw him sign with us last um last july 1st we uh that was that was like that was a sign that we were going to start taking this much more seriously and we were heading in the right direction and then yeah. having chikrin who his his grandparents live not far from the city they have a cottage not far from the city so again another uh hometown product loves the area knows the area so having those players where they're coming into a new spot but it's it's only a new spot because it's a new it's a new team they know the city, they know the area immediately takes that sort of pressure off of, you know, having to figure out how to navigate the off ice stuff. They didn't have to figure that mm-hmm. stuff out. And I think from, you know, when we look at someone and, you know, I, I, I've been working on a potential projected lineup that literally changed just before we came on because there's some <laughs> of the players got sent down, but right. um, with Giroux, you have a, a player who can, he can play the wing. He can play center. He's he can play all those positions. He's really good at center and he can literally just take a, maybe it's an offensive uh, uh, or rather probably a defensive zone uh, face off. And then he goes off the ice to sub in for somebody else, right? right. He's just there to take that draw, which is incredible. <laughs> Jordan um, Saul. Well, you mentioned that, like, do you think, let's say the centers can't get anything figured out with Shane Pinto yet. Do you see them possibly using Drew as like a third C for a temporary aspect? Or is it just kind of like, we got, we got to figure out what we're going to do with Pinto before the season starts. So uh, we'll, I'll, I will dive into that in just a moment. Cause I actually think uh, Giroux will move if we don't sign, if we still have an injury to um, Josh Norris. Right. Yeah. I was, his second line center. That's what I was going to ask. Cause I was going to ask you too. Cause I know like everyone's wondering about Josh Norris. Cause you know, yeah. we did our, our THPN did our fantasy draft Thursday and we saw Josh Norris saw the, you know, the out next to him. So it's like, how is that also going to figure out for you guys too? Because Shane Pinto is not signed, Josh Norris is hurt. Like center depth right now for you guys is probably what would you say is probably the biggest question mark going into the season. Uh, considering how long it took me to put this projected lineup together, yeah, I, I would I would probably agree, agree with that to a degree. Yeah, uh, it's, still, it's like who goes where. What am yeah, I doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think so. I think um, obviously Norris. There, I, there was a report put out today that says that I think he had a or they had a uh, conversation with head coach DJ Smith, and DJ said, you know, this it's right now uh, Norris is day to day. Okay. And so last I heard, it was day to day, and then putting together what I heard previously, mm-hmm. it was uh, that he's still not mentally a hundred percent mentally ready to play, which likely mm-hmm. just means that he's afraid that he's going to injure her injure his shoulder because when yeah. you see him in uh, pre-game, uh, sorry, the the game day warmups yeah. uh, or practices. Um, he looks fine, but it's just he's wor- <clears throat> Excuse me, I think he's just worried that he's going to get injured. So yeah, I think that's reaggravated re- re- or something. So no, fi- which, fighting a <clears throat> fighting a mental hurdle more than yeah. a physical hurdle. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So with the Hurricanes, we're all waiting for Andre Svechnikov to cop to get clear because he was in his jail contact jersey all camp and preseason. Because I know he's getting reevaluated Monday, so. They don't even know who's going to be back for opening night either. So yeah, happy so, thoughts, Zach. 
Happy thoughts. Well, yeah. See, well, but yeah, it's, so like, it's, it's not a mental battle for Andre. I think Andre would be out there if they let him yeah. immediately. But it's just it's one it's one of those things where your guys that you would hope would be back may or may not be back. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on for sure. And Kat mentioned earlier with all these other additions, you guys also got um Corpus Salad this year as well, which I know for Goltang is very interesting for you guys with Anton Forsberg as well. And um like like what? How's that, how's that going into this season for you guys in terms of goaltending? Because I know last year was kind of like a you got Matt Murray, now you get Corpus Allo, you got you still got Forsberg. Like how? What's what's the uh, what's the vibe going with the goaltending situation? Um, Ottawa is known as a goalie graveyard. Unfortunately, we want to be known for a lot better things, but um, yeah, we're known as a bit of a goalie graveyard uh, where goalies obviously go to just die and not play very well at all. Um, uh, last season, so we ended up last season. We we went into last season with uh, Cam Talbot and Anton right. Forsberg, and um, Talbot got injured before the season even started. So then we were going with Forsberg. And honestly, I think we ended up with, there were seven or eight different goalies that played for us last season, um, which is always something you want to hear when, you know, you're trying to get into the playoffs. When Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, yep. it's like, <laughs> you're going real deep into your, into your, uh, into your uh, system to find a, yeah, a seventh yeah. goaltender. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like the Golden Knights where they had like Hill and Leonard and Quick and everyone else. You're like, okay, cool. Yeah, we, we, we definitely didn't have that caliber of uh, of goaltending. So then... It's um, like you got to get out your depth goalie bingo card at that point. Exactly, yeah. And then you're like, who's this person? Where do you... Which, which league does this guy play in? Go, go to uh, go, eliteprospects.com. Exactly. Who is, yeah, yeah. who is this guy? Yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what ended up happening at times. You're like, okay, somebody needs to give us some sort of uh, scouting report on this player because we've never heard of this player. Or we don't... We've never seen this player play. Um, so, uh, going into this season now with, uh, Corpusello and now he's, he's come back. He, so he, when I, when we first signed him, I was really worried because I, I still pictured the Corpusello that I had seen in Columbus who wasn't very good, but then evidently he had hip surgery and now he's good. And he's been playing really well this, uh, preseason so far. So I'm, I'm excited about that in Forsberg coming off double knee injury. I watched that game. That looked awful. And to come back from that, and he was, he had a shoot. Both of them had shutouts in their last games. Uh, so it was, yeah, I, I'm, I think we're cautiously optimistic. Maybe he needs to talk to Norris and be like, dude, just get out there. Like, it's fine. Just, you have just to go try. I did it. You can do it. It's fine. Yeah. 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 I, I would be fine with that conversation because all of us just want Norris back. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, seems like we're talking about all these additions you guys have. There's also another addition. You guys did trade Alex Debrinkit, yeah. brought Dominic Kubalik back in that trade. And I've heard there's been like a mixed bag feelings on getting him as well because of the fact that also might have led to this Pinto situation. Like for you guys over, over in your podcast, like what's the feeling of getting Kubalik back in the trade for Alex Debrinkit? Because I guess it was kind of known that Alex didn't want to stay in Ottawa or just in Canada in general. Like how's, how did all, all that go down for you guys? Just when um, that, when yeah. That happened? yeah. I think realistically, like being just super objective, we were disappointed, but when you dive into it a little bit more, it, we were disappointed because when you get a, when you have a former 40 goal uh, scorer 
Um, you traded multiple picks, top picks for him. Yeah. And then you get this kind of return. Objectively speaking, that's really difficult uh, to kind of digest, um, especially because there's only one tangible player that came back. You also had uh, Sabrango, who's also an audible uh, boy, but then he's not going to be contributing at an NHL level likely in the next few years, if, if really ever. Um, and then you have picks, right? So it's difficult to digest losing that kind of player, but ultimately right. we were handcuffed because DeBrinket really only wanted to go to Detroit. So you were in a position where you, you had no other choice, but to, um, uh, but to, to trade him to Detroit and get whatever you could back. Right. Yeah. It's, we're ba- Yeah. Basically putting you in a bad spot because Detroit can be like, well, this will give you, and that's it. It's kind of like, all right. Yeah, you. <laughs> that, so that, that's, it was, that's a it tough was either one we we re-sign him for nine million dollars, which was his RFA uh, contract, or we trade him and save that uh, money and be able to reinvest it elsewhere. So we chose the 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 latter, which hurt a lot. Um, not going to lie, but Kubalik, you know, I watched the game last night. He was great last night. He lo- he was he was good. He, he's yeah. good on the power play because I know when he played in Chicago, like he was that power play specialist for them. And if they if he was if he if he gets going, he's probably one of the top guys out there that can just light it up on a nightly basis. But you just got to hope that he's on it. He's he's kind of streaky, is what it seems like, but. Good on the power play, though. So yeah, yeah, and it's good too because he can play. Uh, he's sort of a middle six forward. So if there's mm-hmm. an injury or something like that, you can bump him up and then you can put him back down. But I do, I do have him starting on the third line. But um, yeah, it's it's a, it, you know, now that we're starting to see Kubalik, I think mm-hmm. that people are starting to turn turn the corner on this deal. And I think ultimately, at the end of the day, like we have such a good vibe in that dressing room. If you don't want to, Tim Stutzla said it um, in an interview um, with Sportsnet where it's like, hey, listen, if you don't want to be a, a part of this team, that's fine. That's your decision. But yeah. we want people in this dressing room that want to be here, that want to contribute long-term. If you're not a part of that, then that's fine. Good luck wherever you go, right? Yeah. Yeah, it seems like he's had a lot of interesting uh, interviews recently, too, because I remember the, uh, what, the $10 million mm-hmm. one, and a lot of people thought, oh, is he referencing Toronto? Because going back to the Dangle podcast, they've been having some fun with uh, – I, I, I don't know if you've listened to it, Chris, but I know they've had some uh, interesting takes on – you know, Tim Stutzla. Oh, if only he took less. Because, yeah. like, because he's like, because I took. He's like, I took eight something. And it's like, oh, you could have taken less then to yeah. you know help Shane Pinto out. So it's like, okay, it, it's just like, yeah. But it's funny because when he when he made that, so he came uh, when t- Tim Stutzla signed that deal. It was in, one of the first things he said was, yeah, I know I could just wait another year and earn more money, but I want to be here. And so yeah. for Ottawa fans. That's all we remember. We don't, we're not sitting here saying like, Hey, Tim Stutzler, like, why didn't you just take less? Then we'd be in a better spot for Pinto. They're all like, he could have taken more. So yeah, it's funny how that works. It's funny how that works out, right? It's like, Oh, Toronto fans here. One thing, Ottawa fans are like, he, he wanted to stay. It's just, it, it's just, you, you definitely see that Ontario dynamic of like centers and Leaf fans trying to just go at each other over like a quote. That's kind of like, it's not that big of a deal, but it's not that big of a deal. None of us took no. it that way. No, I'm, no for I'm, sure. I'm feeling some. The more comments you say, I'm feeling kinship to the senators because we're the. I mean, we have some <laughs> of the same things. Is that we have players and they're like, "Wow, they could have easily taken more." And we're like, "No, no, no. Yeah, they could have, but we're fine. We're so happy they took less yeah. than they could." I'm talking. We, we, yeah, <laughs> we're reminding so them that they could have taken more. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just like. Okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, they really want to be here because they could have had so much more somewhere else. 
Yeah. And, and I, I mean, you know, when I look at, especially when I look at how Carolina did last season and what I expect them to do this season, like that's a place you want to go. And, and, you know, it feels like not long ago, at least from my perspective, that it wasn't necessarily like a, a top destination, but with the way that they play, how dynamic they are, man, they are, that, that's a, that's a team that's easy to root for. I have yeah. finished second, second in the, in the conference. So. Well, <laughs> well, all right. We, no, have we, were, we, were, we were friends until then. <laughs> I just wanted to spark a little bit of a fire. So hey, it wouldn't be. How, how much did Neil give you? Over. How much How much money did Neil give you? That's my actual question. I'm not, I'm not. I can't <laughs> but, all right. Well, on that, well to NDA be fair. To him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. well, to be fair on, on that. To be fair. Um. I think I think for me I do have Ottawa kind of finishing in the top five in the Atlantic. It's just it all depends on how Detroit is and Buffalo and how much I was of a say, don't, boss don't is going to have. You know what? For the sake of it, Zach, tell it how it is. No, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> oh my gosh! He Let said me we're finish my thought. Zach, let him have it. <laughs> <laughs> let me finish my thought first, please. Let him uh, cook. <laughs> Well, because you look at Boston's going to regress because they lost their top two centers. Yeah, Tampa's going to regress because they're going to lose Vasilevsky for almost two months. So who really knows how that's going to play out? Everyone's acting like Toronto's going to run away with the division, pump the brakes. It's Toronto. Let's calm it down here a little bit. So, I mean, yeah, like I said, it all depends on how Tage Thompson and those guys in Buffalo do. So it's all likely there is a possibility that Ottawa could surprise some people because, like you said, we talked about the roster. The construct constructed wise, it's good. You know, if Goldtang plays well, who knows? You could see Ottawa making a run. And I do have to ask you, there's one contract that keeps getting brought up in a lot of podcasts in here, and I want to get your opinions on it. It's uh it's Hamonix. Cause I heard he got a no move clause on a one million dollar deal. Like how? How is that yeah. possible? I, I was I was hoping I could make it through this podcast without that. <laughs> <laughs> I, am so, I am so sorry. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. I saw I saw it coming. It, it just felt, felt like a bus still. Um, but no, I would Ooh. say um, I would say Ooh. with with that deal. So it's a two year. I think it's one point two per. I think is what it is. Yeah, it's very it's a it's a very small number. But even yeah. then, it's like it, it's just unheard of to hear a no move clause attached to a less than a one point five contract. So I was just, yeah, it's, it's a stop. I think it's a stop gap. I think that um, yeah. someone like Tyler Clevin, uh, mm-hmm. well, yeah, he would be the next one up in my mind. Uh, right. He's not quite ready for full-time um, NHL uh, minutes. He played some down the, the, down the stretch last season and he looked great. Don't get me wrong, but I think ultimately they want him to spend a little bit more time in, in Belleville. And yeah. so I would say this is a really good, um, either six defensemen, or if Clevin does make the strides that we hope for, that he could be a good, you know, seventh defenseman, depth defenseman kind of thing. But um, I'm actually, honestly, he's a good guy. He's another player who wanted to be in Ottawa. This is the right, only player he wanted to play. So for me, I'm like, you know what? If we have to, sure, pay, why not? <laughs> yeah, if we have to pay it two million for two years, like I, I don't have it's- a problem with that. It's not a bad no, it's a no, don't get me wrong. It's not the it's not the term or the money that was attached to it. It's just the no move clause was kind of what threw me yeah. off. Because it's like because you don't like I said, you don't really hear that. So I guess it's not a bad deal. It's just no, it's it's it is, it's 
Yeah, it's a little strange to have that <laughs> attached to it, but I think it's because he's a veteran and he's like, listen, I want to be in Ottawa. You want me to be in Ottawa. I can help yeah. you out. Just throw that in there just so that I can have some stability because he hasn't had that, right? Over the past few seasons, it's either he's yeah. traded or he has a one-year deal, right? Now yeah. he has a two-year deal, no movement. He likes the city, you know, yeah, that's how I justify it. Yeah, you really can't blame him for that. So yeah. yeah. So I have to, for anyone that's an Office fan, the fan of the show, The Office. I'm sorry. You said you had a player with the last name Clevin, and all I can think of is Kevin makes up the number Clevin so he can get through the. I had to bring it up for anyone that watches The Office. I, you had to hear it and be like, "Is his last name really Clevin?" And all I could think of is was Kevin from The Office, and he was like, "Just add Clevin, home by seven. That's all I could think of. Sorry. I am now so upset because every time we t- and he's a top prospect, so we hear about him all the time. Now every oh, time no. I hear about him, I say his name. That's exactly what I'm going to think of. Ruined it for me. So now we're you're, 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 you're welcome. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. Um, so so I know Wednesday's going to be very interesting because your boys do come to town on yep. opening night for the Hurricanes. The Tarasenko saga is going to come back up again because there's been some feeling. He's going to be booed. He's, he's, he's going to be he, booed. Yeah, he's probably going to be really? booed. Why is that? He didn't. It's not like he got traded from or to. No, no, no. Uh, but no, see, so that's the thing. We don't boo a lot of people. We're not Toronto. We don't boo a lot of people. Um, no, tr- wait, wait. Toronto's but, too quiet to boo. Toronto's too quiet to boo. No, but, no. Apparently, they boo any of their players that leave. That's I mean, the hockey said. gods heard we want Florida. I'll shut my mouth. <laughs> um, he will be booed because because of just it. It wasn't like like there's been people like obviously where Carolina's always in on someone like there's rumors, but to be like pretty much all in and to like kind of dangle the carrot, almost like, Hey, I'm on your team. And then to back out like that and immediately like just flip a switch. I mean, it had some people excited and you're going to be like, all right, well, we're not going to be fans of yours. If you're apparently not a fan of joining our team. So I I'm going to, I'm going to bet it's not going to be like really malicious. It's just going to be some booing. Cause it's going to be like, well, you didn't want to be here. So we're going to, we're not going to make it feel like home for you. We were going to, and we're not now. Hopefully, it's play. Hopefully, it's just one of those like you know, it's like one of those like booing. It's like it's where you're kind of chirping them in a, in, in a latent yeah. sense of booing, but not like it's like Eric Halla where you just absolutely want to boo the crap out of him because it's Eric Halla. So it's not going to be too bad. No, but... they're not, yeah, they're not on the same level. They're not on the same level. He'll just get like a, a little boo. <laughs> but so like, what are your, how are your, what are your feelings like going to, into the uh, opening night game against Carolina? Like, what, what are your thoughts? How's on your, how's your preseason gone? Uh, six and two. So, I mean, for whatever preseason has been, uh, means to people, it doesn't mean a whole lot, but six and two, they played really well. <laughs> it means uh, a lot to the devils, though. It means you went six and oh. That's not a bad problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ask devils fans. That's uh, that's a whole yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, they're real stoked about that record. We'll see if a they certain Colorado team did that and yeah. it didn't end well. So, I'll leave that. I mean, right. I mean, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, when your Stanley Cup is in early in think, October, have fun with that, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm remembering like 48, was it 48 or 58 points for the last team that did that? was like, like their worst season and it happened, what was it like 2016, <laughs> if I remember correctly? Somewhere, Somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, the, the Sens have played really well this preseason. Um, you've seen some really great performances by some of their uh, top end prospects, which is great to see. Um, obviously not all of them are going to make it, but it gives you a, a good um, 
reassurance for the future. So that's something that's really exciting. Um, I, I, I think that, you know, first and foremost, I, I'm just really excited about the season finally starting because it feels yeah. like it feels like this preseason has been like it's been months. the longest summer of my life. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm, I'm, I, it's, been super, <laughs> it's, been, it's been super hot down here in the Carolinas too, so I'm I'm ready for fall weather. And hot it was 30 back. degrees the other morning. Um, I'm pretty sure it's 58 degrees great. right now, Zach. I don't know what you're talking about. It's funny because you're saying those numbers, and I have to then convert it to Celsius. I'm like, <laughs> my bad, my bad. That sounds. It funny. was it was zero degrees Celsius over here in Colorado the other morning, and it was fantastic. Honestly. That was, that's wild. Today it's uh, <laughs> it's at ten degrees Celsius, so it's it definitely it feels like fall now. So it feels <laughs> like this is a perfect time to get the, oh, the yeah. season started. Oh, it's, it's perfect hockey weather or sweater weather, this, as they say. I think this week is one of the first weeks where it's not going to really get above seventies a whole bunch. So it's definitely the weather got the tune that it's it's hockey season. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once you start seeing the the leaves changing and stuff like that, then it's like okay, let's get this season started. Let's you know get game one under the belt. I think that it's going to be a really great um a really great tilt i'm really looking forward to you know they went one and one against the hurricanes last season i Mm -hmm. think we're looking obviously this season we have three games against each other um so i think obviously that record's going to be a little bit different um not a math guy but um one 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 and one yeah exactly (laughs) why not (laughs) yeah yeah why not um but i think that it's going to be it's going to be really solid so um obviously i have to say i'm predicting you know let's do three two uh ottawa senators win Okay. Okay. No. Um, so, what, so, 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 what do you think the lines are going to look like if you if you had to take it? Because I know you said you had you did the lines. Like, what what are you looking at? What's going Possibly. on inside Chris's head? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, so what I there's and this is why it's really tough. Obviously, we still have Norris injured, and right. we don't know if Pinto is going to be signed. So I made the lineup with them in it. Um, but there's going to be some changes. So bear with me as I go through this lineup. The, All the- I can say is if Anaheim can get their stuff done with Zegris, I have faith in you guys. Thank you. <laughs> so- yes. I needed that. I needed that. It seems like there might be something that's in, in the works right now because they did just sign send down a few players, um, uh, release Josh Bailey from his uh, PTO. So there might be some, some added funds there to sign Pinto. So that's what I'm hoping for. But right mm-hmm. now, my lineup is going to be uh, Brady Kachuk, Tim Stutzla, uh, Tarasenko on the first line. Okay. And you have Ridley Gregg, and this is where Norris would normally be, but I'm going to slot uh, Claude Giroux into second line center. And then uh, right wing is going to be Drake Batherson. Third line is Dominique Kubalik, um, because he can then move up and down that lineup, like I said. Uh, this is where Pinto would normally play, so hopefully he's signed. But if he isn't, uh, Rourke Chartier is going to um, uh, fill in on the third line center. He had a really, really good preseason, really liked his play. Uh, and then Matthew Joseph, bottom line of Parker Kelly, who I actually wanted, Yuri Schmeichel, who just got sent down today. He had a really, really good preseason. But it's okay. going to be Kelly, Mark Kastelik at center, and then Zach McEwen on the uh, right-hand side, then Shabbat, uh, Thomas Shabbat, Jacob Chikrin, first uh, pairing defenseman, uh, Jake Sanderson, and uh, Artem Zub is the second pairing defenseman, and then Eric Brandstrom, and we mentioned him already, uh, Hamannick on the bottom pair, and then <laughs> I would imagine Corpusello is going to start the, the, 
the game against you, you folks. I couldn't imagine no, it going yeah, yeah. any other way. No, no. Uh, I did pick up Shabbat on my on the THPN fantasy league, so I'm excited. Out of boy, out of boy. I don't know. I don't know about against Carolina, but I'm excited to see how he does. <laughs> He's going to bounce back because now that they actually yeah. have a top four where they can they can play around with it, and they were oh, in the yeah. preseason. He doesn't have to do you know the. 28 minutes that he was normally playing just right. a couple of seasons ago. Cause when he, if you look at his numbers, when he plays mm-hmm. less, you know, like 24, 25 minutes, he's actually a much better, a much better player. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, so yeah, because uh, he's not getting overworked and he actually feels more refreshed than being absolutely gassed for almost the entire game. I do this. You brought up Sanderson. I have to say this, that contract that, that he just did sign. Absolutely fantastic. I, the, the, the price is good. The term is great. Honestly, a really good contract for a guy. Like I, I know he hasn't played a lot of games, but for the fact that you guys got him locked in so early with that type of term, it's that contract's just is gonna get better whenever the salary cap goes up. Cause I think they're talking what four and a half possibly soon. Yeah. So getting him for that, that's like that's almost a steal for Ottawa at that point. I think the day that happened, if you listened quietly enough, you would have if you had your windows open or if you were outside, you heard a collective <laughs> hurrah or like (laughs) crying in the city because that's just absolutely you nailed it on the head uh zach like that that the contract he could have got so much more and the predictions were you know nine eleven million dollars yeah it was gonna be insane yeah and when that cap does go up in the next uh you know next season and then beyond that you're looking at you're looking at a contract that's gonna be like that's like one of the best contracts. It has to be one of the best contracts along with Tim Stutzla. In oh, the- yeah. Well, because yeah, um, the thing where they said for the next like decade, it's going to go up. So it's going to be up so much. Like it's almost going to go past what his annual average is going to be. So yeah. the fact that you're going you're gonna to have a, you're going to see the cap go up more than his actual AAV. Like I said, that, how can you not be excited for that contract? Yeah. Think- how young he is too. Yeah, he yeah. could have cleared almost nine, ten million to get him where he is. Why not, right? <laughs> Absolutely, and I think too when people heard that number initially, there there may have been, especially people outside of Ottawa, because when you're in Ottawa, you actually get to experience what he brings to a game. But if you're looking outside of Ottawa, he's not necessarily a name that jumps off the page. He's not like a Cal McCarr who's going to score a ton of goals and be super dynamic. He's just really good with his play. Right. But when you think about it too. The Sens are going to have, uh, I think it's ultimately it comes up to like sixteen million dollars coming off the 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 team um, with you know Tarasenko likely not re-signing the right. buyouts for Murray, Bobby Ryan, and a few other players, things like that. Like we're going to have a ton of space. Yes, you'll eat into some of that space, but we're going to have a ton of space. Eight point whatever it was, eight point three or whatever it was, is really not that much at all. Like yeah. not that much for a, a, a defenseman that will likely be our that is arguably our our um, first uh, like our our number one defenseman. Yeah, no, for sure, and and hopefully maybe heck if you guys can figure maybe give Shane Pinto one year or two year or something like that, and then when the cap does go up and you see so you got all that money coming off the books, there you go, give it give it to him, and then you got him possibly long term as well. It's just unfortunate timing had to happen right now (laughs) yeah and that's exactly what everyone's saying it's just like we all expect it to be a bridge deal it's probably i think it's going to be two years and then they're going to be able to you know there's probably going to be some and this is something a lot of people are talking about some like backroom conversation where it was like hey listen sign for less now because we need you but then we're going to 
regroup in January when we can talk to you again and we'll pay you what you're true, like closer to market value. Yeah. Um, so you always want to be a little bit lower when you're on the, the team side of it. But um, that's kind of what people are saying is like, take the, he was offered rumored uh, one, one year, $1 million. Cause that's literally all the space we have. Um, yeah. So yeah. So you do the one, you do the one by one and be like, Hey, like you said, January, here's your, here's your big boy money. Yeah. You scratch our back for the first like half of the season. We'll scratch your back for the next five, six years. And there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it, uh, Pinto is absolutely like, if he's not on this team, yes, they did really well in the preseason against uh, like without him, but, but, but still. Like, yeah, it's like, it's not going to be, you know, we're not getting top line teams or their top lines, uh, for every team, every game, right? Like, right, yeah. you know, yesterday, this last night's game, the Sens basically iced it, uh, their Belleville Senators team, basically, with a sprinkle of um, of uh, NHLers. So I think that, you know, while it's great that we had the record we had, we would have an even better record. And we have a terrible, we've consistently had terrible starts to the year. And then we crush it later in the year. But now we're already out. We're out by November. So if we can start the year stronger and he needs to be a part of that in order to be able to have a successful year and it's, it's player playoffs are bust for us this year. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Well, so are you hoping that we have Lemieux in our lineup or not on opening night? Absolutely. (laughs) Oh man, that's good. That was well done. Yeah, no, absolutely. I would love Yeah, I totally forgot. Once is biting, twice is eating, of course, according to Daniel. So think he will be but for the drama of it I mean, oh please so not <laughs> we we don't we, we, we don't need to be down a player just because of that beef please <laughs> no i would i would certainly add to the dramatics of like a, a like everyone's excited it's the home opener and then we get some <laughs> fisticuffs and we get some biting and some chewing you know like man that would be <laughs> that halloween exactly, yeah, oh too. my gosh <laughs> trick or treat this yeah oh, yeah oh my my gosh <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping not because I, I I'm, not, I'm not there for that I'm not there to lose a player on opening night <laughs> I mean honestly as much as we love him I think bunting does enough time in the box that we don't need Lemieux because Lemieux will also just spend most of the game probably in there especially against Brady, might as well so. give him a tent at that point <laughs> yeah. oh, oh my a nice little campfire in there make himself oh, yeah. Right, right at home. yeah yeah for sure <laughs> Well, Chris, we appreciate you so much for coming on and talking to us today. You know, it's great to you know get get our first non Hurricanes crossover of the year done, especially since you know we got the home opener in like three days. Thankfully, ready for hockey season to finally be here. Longest three days of my life. Yeah, man, you ain't kidding. But before we let you go, where can people find you and your podcast on the socials and all the platforms that it's on? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So first of all, I want to say thanks for bringing me on uh, and yeah, to be the first non-Hurricanes uh, pod on yours. I, I very it's an honor I will uh, I will take with me. So thank you for that. Um, you can find me on Twitter or X, whatever we want to call it, at yeah. Sinclair. Uh, that's Sinclair with three R's at the end because I like to make it interesting. You yeah, you got you roll the R's. You got to roll yeah. the R's. I was going to say, my username, I get it. Yeah, I can't roll my R's, so that's why it's funny. Um, and then uh, <laughs> you can also find our podcast, Talking Some Sends. That's on Twitter slash X at Sunsens. That's S-O-M-E-S-E-N-S. I'm going to start calling it Zitter. 
<laughs> you oh could just gosh. call it you know you could just call it Twix. It's right there. You could call it Twix. <laughs> yeah, but there's a there's a chocolate bar that's called Twix. Exactly. <laughs> I know. Are you the gonna get the left side or the right side? You don't yeah. you're gonna get <laughs> Like life's it. life's like the same, of, but not. Yeah. Life's like a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get. In this <laughs> case, life is like a chocolate bar, but I digress. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> All right. Well, Chris, enjoy the rest of your Canadian Thanksgiving. I'm sorry we caught we caught you and your boys at the wrong time because we're not used to having Thanksgiving in October, and I forgot it was this. Hey, this it's kind of the guys. move though, because Thanksgiving gets stuck after Halloween. And everyone's like, ugh. I'm ready for it. Like they're ready to transition into Christmas or they're in the Halloween mood. So just do it before. And you've got yeah, it. We got yeah. ahead of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, enjoy your family time. I'm sure we'll be talking here in the next few days as well. So yes. I'm sure there'll be some exchanges this week. On- <laughs> oh, I can't wait for those. <laughs> oh, opening night will definitely be interesting, but Chris, enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, I guess we'll talk to you on Wednesday then when uh, we get some uh, actual games that, that matter. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> Cannot wait. All right. Have a good one. Later. Thanks, Chris. Big thank you to Chris for joining us uh, for this episode. Uh, awesome talking to him. I'm really excited for Wednesday night when it's Hurricanes and Senators to open the season. But before we go and recap the rest of the preseason, all the roster moves that have been made, we got to talk about our amazing sponsor that is DraftKings. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day in October. And currently, even today, as we're recording, the Houston Texans are right now at odds of 160 to win compared to the Atlanta Falcons are at plus 124. Get on the game, get, get get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers to score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook and an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 888- 789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pray responsibly on behalf of Boohoo Casino and Resort KS, license partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles LA, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gaming resources yeah <laughs> i'm proud of you zach <laughs> thanks but well, i, I heard the- we have another sponsor Bailey. i was gonna get into that yes thank you while we're shouting out our wonderful sponsors here over at the surge cast we can't miss talking about primo x hockey you guys are still in luck because their bogo 50 percent off all laces deal is still going on over at the website so head over to primoxhockey.com 
if it's not laces you're in the mood for or getting them at least or at least a pair 50% off, um, they've got anything your heart desires in regards to ice or street hockey, including tapes, socks, pucks and balls, uh, stick grips, wax, protective gear, uh, any anything your heart desires in regards to the game. They likely have it. So head over to PrimoXHockey.com. In checkout, go ahead and use code SurgeCast for 20% off your order. As always, your Sebastian Ajo discount. Uh, great group of guys over there. If the website is not up your alley, though, and you are in the Raleigh area, they are a Raleigh-based hockey company, head over to the warehouse over on Diggs Drive. Uh, go visit their warehouse in person. They have uh, $5 skate sharpening over there as well. Uh, like I said, awesome group of guys. Been there with us since ground zero of the podcast uh we really appreciate their support yes big thanks to primo for being now this is officially episode 94 so we're getting ever so closer to episode 100 and we are super excited for what episode 100 is going to bring um so preseason is officially over thankfully uh the hurricanes we we ended off on a good note Yes, uh, we did lose in Nashville on Thursday, but let I me mean, let's be honest. No, it was that our, wasn't. It, it doesn't was count. The, we it lost, was, huh? Yeah, yeah no, but we, <laughs> it, was it was. It was Nashville. It was the Nashville team against all of the PTO guys and prospects. Well, yeah, like, yeah, that's basically what it was. Which it, those games don't count anyway. But then you know the Hurricanes play. But Paris. then you saw like actual Hurricanes play actual Preds, and then what was the result? Uh, that was a four. That was a four-one win, and the. Uh, Bunting Ajo Jarvis line, four combined points. Connecting on the ice and in the penalty box. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I, think, I, I, for, I forget what I forget what uh, I think Ajo was either hooking or tripping. But then it uh, was a it was a it was a phantom hook after um, Bunting was talking about mother truckers all the time. Yeah. So yeah, they they yeah he, Bunting digging on sportsman high conduct. So get get used to that from the bench. Body. From the bench, he wasn't even on the ice. <laughs> get, get, probably have to get used to those type of penalties, and I know Rod was probably not too keen on one of his guys getting thrown in the box on a five-on-three. But tell me if you've heard this story before: the Hurricanes killed, killed a five-on-three. So I mean, what else is new, right? I think I think I've, I think Best I've seen this defensive move core in the league. Honestly, dude, deep, having deep, or- deepest too. What other team has a third pairing? A third pairing of someone like Orlov and D'Angelo. And I, you know Orlov what? On this third pair still drives me up a wall. Yeah, so he, I, I think he's going to play them as much as he plays Shay and Pesci. Obviously, they're going to be on special teams, both of them. Um, and I will say this, I have long ragged on him, and I know it's only preseason, but D'Angelo, D'Angelo actually had some really good defensive plays. Like, oh. enough that I was like, wow, who was that? And it was him, and I was like, all right, I took my hat to you, sir. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so being surrounded by Burns, Slavin, Pesci, Shea, even Orlov apparently is rubbing off, and it's, you know, Burns or um, Rod chatty. is maybe making a little bit more impact in Chatty. Dude, Chatty was making it, he was making a hard case for us to have 7D man. I like suiting up 7D man and only suiting up a couple, four, like less forwards. He's yeah, well, case for it. That eleven oh, yeah. seven just gives me the ick. I don't know. I think who I think if, I forget you couldn't who, tell. I, you couldn't tell. All the only time you could tell. I didn't have a chance like, to watch it, so I would. Why know. is KK on the ice at this time? Or why no, is they, KK, they, like they were double the only time. They were double shifting bunting too. So I mean, 
which is not surprising, you know, first line, fourth line. But the funny part was, I think it was Walt Ruff to put it in his game recap. Not 7-11, but 11-7, and I thought that was pretty good. That was a good line from Mr. Walt Ruff, going with the 7-11, um, uh, you know, phrasing there. But it's not, you're not, it's weird seeing 11-7, but with the team like the Hurricanes have, it's not a bad option. I wouldn't go with it all the time, but if you have to, you have the team that is capable of pulling that off. I mean, when you have three defensemen that like to play forward, let I mean, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you got Burns, you got Orlov, you got Daniel. Like, if they're going to want to play the extra forward spot, let them, sure. Um, well, you know, even, oh, even that, even that with... dangle by Orlov was nasty. Yeah. That, Bailey, that was... Tell, I know you didn't see it, but you at least saw the replay of it. Yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah, that yeah, that was it was a very nice just the fake out was amazing. For the fact that that top line of Aho Bunting Jarvis went off for four points tonight, Seabass with two assists in the game, setting up both goals for his wingers. It makes you feel good going into the regular season because we because we all saw it last year. There was a multiple different there were like a bunch of guys playing that top uh, left wing spot. Didn't seem like they could really solidify a guy on that line. But now you get bunting, and you're already seeing an impact from him with those guys. I have to say that might be a real, that might be one of the deadliest lines in the NHL right now. And we haven't even played a, a, a game that mattered yet. I don't know. Something about those three together, it just works. We we might we might find out our who our first line left winger is it's, with those two. <laughs> It's, it's a little hard because everything gelled so well that while I was watching the game, towards the end, of course, I was sitting there and I was like, everyone gelled so well the way they're doing. And then you're thinking, Svetch is going to come back, which is great. But then that line of Tavo, KK, and Nages is obviously probably where Svetch is going to go. So then yeah. Turbo gets bumped up. It's very, it was just like the chemistry was all there. It's it's again, we're, we're the... The problem of being too plentiful with our talent up there, um, despite what you know, <laughs> some Twits people were saying, they were like, looking at the top Twits. six for the Canes, it's full just mid. And I'm like, okay, but like you, some some teams just have one big person, you take them out, and you're like, oh no, that's a giant hole. We have people that can cover anywhere, and it's yeah, gorgeous. Might not be in the top 10, whatever in the league, but we've still, it, like, the fact that we could easily replace some of that skill in our lineup with the depth that we have. Speaking of depth, too, how about the freaking North or Norfolk Admirals who are going to? <laughs> <laughs> that team is disgusting. Oh, disgustingly you, well, good. <laughs> well, it's, uh, well, because if you look at all the recent roster cuts, I mean, even Giannis Perrette's. Also got sent down to Norfolk. So, you know, that's going to be a whole thing. And, yeah, I think it was, what was it, yesterday, I believe? Mm-hmm. Was it yesterday or Friday? It was one It was one of those days where you, it was just a, a huge number of announcements of guys getting sent, back, sent down. And you look at the fact that it's, I know, was it Fensori was one of them? And Fensori has it. Fensori hasn't been put anywhere. He's That's still right. On the yeah, so, roster. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah. So it's Gunler, Honka, Mendel, Murray, Robodas, and Sealy all went to the ECHL. This was on Friday. But then, like I said, yes, Jan Perez got sent down to Norfolk as well. So, like, you have so many good players 
that went to Norfolk. Like the ECHL team just got so much better. Uh, Jameson Reese did go to the Thunderbirds, um, which is the Blues AHL affiliate. And Himosami went to, um, uh, went back to Finland. Um, and then, of course, we all saw all the PTOs that got released um, as well. One got one got claimed. Uh, yep. Zach Aston Reese well, went to the Red Zach Aston Reese, which now he is on waivers. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, they literally just signed him 15 minutes ago. I swear, quite well, interesting. Well, um, well, it it is a it is a two way contract. It so, is, yeah, yeah, but still interesting. I mean, and oh, now. Yeah. As we're recording this, uh, they put Coglin on waivers. Um, There's somebody so else on waivers that we... Doubleback is on waivers. Bring him home, please. <laughs> Bring him back. Please. He's a great extra body. I, as I was just saying, I don't know where to put everyone on our team. He showed that he can step in at any time. <laughs> Moose is going to be so excited about this. <laughs> oh my gosh, please yeah, just grab yeah. him. I, I don't care about the rest of those people on waivers except i mean obviously i want coglin to clear so that we have him on just in case but oh my gosh double there's, back there's great. part of me that wants him to clear but at the same time you can't help but feel for the guy yeah because he he hasn't gotten a lot uh, he played he played less than 17 games last year for the hurricane yeah like, so it, it's just like, and like that, where do you play at this year he, like you're the eighth defenseman right now with a guy like that i would rather see him in a situation. Are you talking about cogs or double back? Which cogs. one are we talking about? Cogs. 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 Okay. Um, double I, I, a forward. So I know I was about to get on you, Zach. That's why I'm double checking. Don't don't talk dirty about double Mac. Um, <laughs> no, but Coglin, I honestly would like to see him in a situation where he's getting more playing time at a level that's going to not only challenge him but he can succeed in because he has the potential to be on an nhl roster it's just not happening oh him. you mean you mean like you mean like paul Rowski who got who went back down to coachella valley for like the third time like that like that dude is like what more can he do right now well, see, I would, like, it's with, all right go back to coachella valley with, like, why <laughs> with Svetch out i wouldn't be upset if we'd gotten double mac and we threw him on that fourth line for now but because we have people like that especially injury people like Suzuki is on injured right now, but you know, maybe he'll Which get that there, in. There, there has been news. Uh, it's they're looking at possibly a week at least, so it's not long term. It, Wait for not, who Ryan Suzuki? Oh, yeah, that's a non, it, it, yeah, they said it wasn't major. And no, then you also it's, have, he's out for a week, yeah, and then yeah, and then you also have, of course, Ungersorum, who you're like, is he gonna get the Jarvis treatment? Like, are we gonna see him for a little bit while Svetch is out? I mean, yeah, the, there's hurt. No, yeah, there's no news he's, on that, and the and the he's people proven like, himself way more. I th- I don't think you're gonna get news on him until you get news on Svetch tomorrow. Which is which is t- this episode is dropping today, so if you're hearing it today, then you Sunday. know that. T- yeah, knowing that tomorrow on Monday they are gonna retest him again. So it all depends on how the test goes. Which I mean, if they do keep up under storm, that's great. He's played really well. I know a lot of people are like, oh well. He, they can't put him on the fourth line. Well, well, first of all, there's no such thing as lines because don't say that to Rod Brendamore or he's going to get Rod mad at Brindamore. you. But the thing is, though, too, you you can't really just put an eighteen a recently turned eighteen year old on the top six. That's just I don't know. It's it's one of those things. But I don't. Know, either way, it's interesting how where we're going to be. I think we're down to twenty nine players now. 
and we're still like what three days out from opening night. So I don't know. It's gonna be very interesting. But real quick before we all go, predictions for Wednesday night. I was I was wanting to do this with Chris on here. <laughs> I mean, he gave his. Chat. Um, uh, we'll start with you. Always. Um, I'm gonna say three one us. The boy, the boys were buzzing in that last game, and it was against a pretty much normal Nashville roster. I'm gonna say three one us. I'll go three really? two us. Okay. Okay. I, I have less faith in our defense. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that I have less faith in our defense. I just think, especially with, and and maybe I'm thinking of this in the opposite direction too. That this change in management could either be really, really good for the team or really, really bad for the team. Um, I'm looking more. I I want to give the guys a challenge, and so I think, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go three to us. Okay. Uh, I'm going. I'm going four two hurricanes. Okay. And I think the top and you know what? A little extra bonus to the top line. Everyone's gonna get a goal. So our whole top line's gonna at least everyone's gonna get a goal tonight on that one Wednesday night. My spicy take, if if Svetch plays, he has a goal. I think I think all of the to to be in between the two, I think all of our second line gets a goal. Okay. All right. Well, we'll take that then, but Three days away. So it was so nice when they announced the starting lineup and you got Martina, Stahl, and Foss. I was like, we're back, people. We're back. (laughs) (laughs) All is right in the world. (laughs) Hurricanes hockey is officially back. We got regular season hockey in three days. I am so almost there, guys. (laughs) So ready for these games to count. Now the quest for the Stealing Cup is finally upon us. But Kat, where can people find you on the socials? Yeah, so you can find me, of course, on Twix at Kaniac Trick. And then um, on... Please uh, stop. I can't do No. Um, And then if you are on TikTok, which I'm going to be more active on now because I had a fun little summer and I'm back, uh, will be KVT Hunter 74. Um, Yep, that's it. Short and sweet. Bailey, where can people find you on the in the podcast? You can find me over on X at Bailey Curtis, and that's Bailey with two Ys. Uh, follow me over on Instagram over at Bailey Lynn Curtis. Uh, I run things over on the YouTube side, so if you're watching, hi, hello, how you doing? Hi, hello, how are you um, doing? <laughs> <this is 24. laughs> uh, be sure to hit that big red subscribe button down below. Uh, let us know in the comments what your predictions are for the uh, first game of the season we are all very excited uh be sure to hit that like button and uh turn that bell notification on or bell notification icon on so you never miss an episode drop uh aside from youtube be sure to go follow us over on x and instagram they are both the surge cast there's links in our bios uh to figure out where you can listen to the audio versions of podcast drops as well as well as where to follow all of us if we haven't beat it into your head by now um (laughs) if you're looking for something outside of my hurricanes endeavors i do cover the colorado eagles for field pass hockey out here in loveland colorado so be sure to follow me over on x at fph eagles for some upcoming coverage i've got some really cool content coming for you guys um for the home opener this season so stay tuned definitely looking forward to that uh, if you want to find me, I am one true Zach on X. That's only true Zach. It's spelled out. It's not done by itself. 
Instagram is Zach R. Martin 22. More of the hobby stuff. You can go check that out. Uh, if you want to follow my writings, I am over at Field Pass Hockey covering the Greenville Swamp Rabbits of the ECHL. That's FPH Swamp Rabbits. Really excited for uh, covering them this season. And I also cover the Carolina Hurricanes over at the Hockey Writers. So uh, I do have a link in my Twitter bio of where you can find all my articles. Um, also make sure if you can check out THW underscore hurricanes uh, to follow that as well. And make sure to subscribe. If you want to get some newsletters every Wednesday and Saturday, we got some really exciting news uh, coming on for the sub stacks as well. So make sure to subscribe to get a certain email uh, tomorrow at 9 a.m. But we're three yeah. days away. <laughs> we are definitely three days away. And until Probably, yeah. We'll just say next time. Just say next time. Until next time, yeah, when we figure everything else out in terms of scheduling, we'll see you for episode three, or episode 16 of season three. (laughs) I'm Zach. I'm Bailey. I'm Kat. And we'll see you next time here. Ah! That's the first cast. Happy baby. Ah!